You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're talking about the Psalms. And in this particular episode, we're doing Psalm 103. And we're only doing the first few verses of that Psalm because it's just so loaded. And I don't want to rush through it and miss so much of what God has for us there. We've stressed it over and over again that the the the, the Psalm begins with this double command. Bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. The idea is that we're prone to forgetting those benefits. That's why he says this thing twice. If the benefits fall on you automatically, if they come to you without you having to do anything, then there would be no reason for God to say, forget not all his benefits. You wouldn't have to do that because uh, you'd be automatically flooded with the benefits. But that's not how it works. In order for the benefits to come, you have to be aware of them. That's why a lot of good people suffer needlessly. They do. They suffer needlessly because they don't know what belongs to them. Uh, The book of Hosea says it like this, My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. In other words, uh, they, they don't get to enjoy things that belong to them because they don't know about them. They don't know that those things belong to them. I remember uh, when I was uh, oh, about 20 years old, um, I was living with my uncle, my mother's brother, small town, working for him in the church, and my dad's uncle died, and the funeral was being held there in town. I'd heard something about it, but I didn't know this guy very well, and I, I, I don't know that maybe I'd seen him but one time. But as I was driving with my uncle down the street, coming back in from the fields where we'd been working, I saw my dad standing on the corner outside this church, and I told my uncle, I said, I probably ought to go to that funeral. So I ran home, got dressed, and went back down to the funeral, and I walked in the church, and I went into the church and sat in the back. And so, you know, when they dismiss the funeral and everybody files down to the casket and you walk by, well, that's what I did and went out the back door. Well, my family saw me, and they came and grabbed me, and they said, where have you been? Uh, we had a meal here, and they said, come on, go to the cemetery with us. And so they put me in a, a limousine, and I, I rode in the limousine with my dad and some other family members, and uh, it, 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 it really floored me. It was a great lesson for me because I, I listen to me, I never went to funerals. I'd been to maybe one, but I'd never been to a funeral where any of my family members had passed away. And so I didn't know that the family members got these special perks for having a loved one die at a funeral. I, I just didn't know that. I knew that the, some of my family was sitting up at the front, but that, that was all new to me. And I know, uh, listen, we just didn't go to church. We weren't around things like that. And so uh, I, I found out about how funerals worked a little bit. And I realized that there were some benefits that I didn't know. And when you don't know, about what God has purchased for you, 
with all of His grace and with the great suffering of Christ and everything that He went through for you, when you do not know it, you're not going to have it. And that's why David writes and says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. God wants you to know His benefits. Now the first one is forgiveness from iniquity. And that is the main ingredient in all these benefits. Because when God changes your heart, it puts you in a place to receive the other things. When you do not have a heart change, it, even if God did these other things, they wouldn't do you any good. That's why this first one is critical. And I'm going to explain something about the nature of that first law there. We'll get into it uh, later on in this series. Isaiah 26.10 says this, Though grace is shown to the wicked, they do not learn righteousness. Even in a land of uprightness, they go on doing evil and regard not the majesty of the Lord. So the idea that is communicated here is that if you haven't had a changed heart, all of the blessings of God could be poured on you liberally and it wouldn't do you any good. You wouldn't appreciate it. You wouldn't draw any closer to God. So the very first thing, the first order of business, this has to happen in order for you to fully enjoy the benefits would be to be born again and for your iniquity to be taken away. You know, Iniquity, as we said before, is not a single act of sin. It is a character issue. It is a character trait. It is a flaw. Uh, the Bible talks about iniquities being visited on a family to three and four generations, meaning this, that if a father sins in a particular way, as much as his family may hate it, there will be someone in his line who picks up that same character trait. And, and I've seen it happen with lying, for instance. I, I knew of a family where the dad was a, an extreme liar, and it got into his son, and the son was known for lying. And we remember some of the lies that he told. And he, he didn't lie to get out of trouble. He lied just to be lying. And it, it was always a tall tale. It was always, there was no reason for the lie. He just told a lie one after another after another. And it totally destroyed his reputation. Nobody trusted him. He suffered because he couldn't quit lying. This was a lying spirit that had gripped his family. And it stayed in the family line for several generations. Here's the great thing about it. The great thing about it is when you come to Christ... He can stop those generational curses, those generational behaviors. Listen, <laughs> I know what that is because I have those things in my family. And as I came to Christ at age 17, I began to realize there were things in me naturally that needed to be taken out. And I accepted what God did for me through Jesus and began to believe in the fullness of my salvation and the fullness of the new birth. And those things went out of me little by little. I got those out. 
You know, I grew up in a terrible home with a lot of abuse, a lot of alcoholism and drug abuse, and 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 and, and the relationship I had with my mom was awful. And and because she was so unpredictable, unreasonable, and the way she dealt with us as kids, uh, it had nothing to do with what we were doing. It had to do with how she felt and what she imagined. And we would get beatings for things we didn't even do because she imagined that we did it. My children know nothing of that, nothing of that, because I determined we are going to have a household of peace. I, I made this decision. I want my kids to be able to go to bed at night with peace. I want them to be at peace in our home. I want them to feel good about coming home. And that's why our house was the kid headquarters growing up. And you ask my kids and all their friends, they were always at our home. But it was because there was peace in our home. I got rid of that iniquity. God took that iniquity out of me so it could totally change the destiny, not only of me, but of my family. Today, I have four grown children. All of them want to serve God. They all are wonderful believers. And you know what I love to see? They all have that same commitment to a peaceful home. They all have that. And I am so glad that God reverses things. Some of you are watching this right now. And you look back and you didn't know some of these things years ago. And you wish you could have a do-over. And this is what I love about the Lord. It doesn't matter. It does not matter how far you've gone. God always meets you where you are. And uh, Jeremiah 31 verses 15, 16, and 17 talks about how God brings children back from the land of the dead and that God can redeem a situation. And it, it may be at the very last, but God can do it because He is a great Redeemer. God will meet you where you are. Uh, that's what I love about the story of the thief on the cross. The thief on the cross didn't have any chances to do good. No more chances to do good in his life. He was about to die. But Jesus said, I say unto you, today you will be with me in paradise. And that story has won countless tens of thousands of people on their deathbed or just before death. It has led them to Christ. It gives people faith that it's never too late to reach out to God. So he forgives all our iniquities. Aren't you glad for that? Well, we're going to pick up here tomorrow, and uh, you don't want to miss the rest of this series. See you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.